Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, police release a shocking new video as we learn new details about how a murderer escaped from a Pennsylvania prison. The urgent manhunt with residents scared and frustrated as school is canceled for another day. Here are tonight's headlines. The stunning video shows the killer scaling a wall, then pushing through razor wire and running across the roof. Plus, one of the major obstacles facing search teams. The undergrowth, it is so thick, searchers can only go a few feet before losing sight of each other. Federal prosecutors say they plan to bring an indictment against Hunter Biden by late September. The president's son has been under investigation in Delaware on gun and tax charges. With record-breaking heat, parents are scrambling to find childcare as the start of the school year is disrupted in multiple states. I was shocked. I couldn't believe that we didn't have something as basic as air conditioning. Plus, the new track for Hurricane Lee just coming in, where the extremely dangerous storm is headed. More than four dozen children sent to the hospital after a school bus crash. That head-on collision involving a school bus and a tow truck. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is in Ukraine this morning. But just hours before Secretary Blinken's arrival, an early morning Russian missile attack on the capital. A Russian attack on a city in the eastern part of the country has killed at least 16 people. A concerning rise in cancer for people under the age of 50. What the study shows and how you can lower your risk. And rescued just in the nick of time after multiple sharks attacked a catamaran and almost sunk the boat. Good evening.
morning and thank you for joining us. We begin tonight with new details in the brazen breakout and manhunt that has captured international attention. Hundreds of law enforcement officers from multiple agencies are looking for Danilo Cavalcante. And we finally know how the dangerous fugitive escaped from a prison outside of Philadelphia. Take a look at this new video. The convicted killer is seen scaling between two walls, moments later escaping to freedom. And we now know this is how another inmate escaped in May. But as CBS's Nikki Dementri reports, the guards didn't notice Cavalcante escaped for a full hour, giving him a head start. Tonight, we're seeing newly released video of Danilo Cavalcante's daring escape from prison. The escaped murderer crab walks up the prison wall, then jumps down to a less secure area before pushing through razor wire to exit the facility. The tower officer did not observe nor report the escape. The escape was discovered as part of the inmate count. The tower guard has been placed on leave. Cavalcante was awaiting transfer to a state prison after he received a life sentence for killing his ex-girlfriend. An inmate who escaped from the same prison in May used a similar method. I just wish that they would catch him and also let us know why there have been two people since May that escaped from that prison. Hundreds of police officers, along with federal agencies, including the FBI and Border Patrol, are flooding yards and searching cars. Today, a train passing through the area was stopped and also searched. Everything that I'm able to see lead me to believe that he is still there in that area. Police say Cavalcante was last seen overnight near the area they're searching. On Monday, photos showed him on a trail camera at a nearby botanical garden. And on Saturday, a home surveillance camera recorded him passing through a yard. All this just a few miles from where police say he was spotted shortly after his escape on Thursday morning. Police say they've confirmed seven total sightings of Cavalcante. We are not going anyplace until we have him in custody. Something working against police in this search is the undergrowth. It is so thick, searchers can only go a few feet before losing sight of each other. Two Pennsylvania school districts are once again closed as the community grows increasingly frustrated. Just kind of taking it day by day, even, you know, hour by hour. Officials doubled down today saying they will not stop this manhunt until Cavalcante is back in their custody, which means more than 200 officers are searching 24-7. Nora? Quite a manhunt. Nikki Dementri, thank you. And we're following another urgent manhunt, this one right here in D.C. Police say a murder suspect escaped police custody from George Washington University Hospital, where he was being treated. Christopher Haynes was not handcuffed when he escaped. Traffic near GW is gridlocked. University students were told to shelter in place. Now to breaking news concerning Hunter Biden. Federal prosecutors revealing in a court filing today that they will seek to indict the president's son before the end of this month. We get the new details from CBS's Catherine Herridge. The prosecutor's status report is the strongest indication that charges are looming in the Hunter Biden case. The president's son had previously reached a deal for alleged gun possession by a drug user that avoided prosecution if he abided by the terms for two years. But in July, a plea agreement for misdemeanor tax charges collapsed, leaving the future of the gun deal in question and Hunter Biden facing legal jeopardy. Today, special counsel David Weiss revealed his plans, telling the court the government intends to seek the return of an indictment in this case before September 29th. Harry Littman is a former federal prosecutor. What's the message from this filing? The message from this filing is they are going full um, bore at him 
on a on a charge that they normally wouldn't bring. So they are really playing hardball with Biden. In August, Weiss, a Trump appointee, was named special counsel after prosecutors said negotiations with Hunter Biden's lawyers were at an impasse. An attorney for the president's son said today, we expect a fair resolution based on the evidence and the law, not outside political pressure. This development comes as House Republicans have already ramped up their investigations into the president and his son calling the plea agreements a sweetheart deal, and they want special counsel Weiss to testify. Nora. Catherine Herridge with his breaking news. Thank you. Well, now to the intense and record-breaking heat gripping major U.S. cities tonight across the South and all the way up to the East Coast to New England. 160 million Americans sweltered in temperatures in the 90s or above today. We get more now from CBS's Christina Ruffini. For parents and kids already sweating the start of a new school year, the heat hasn't helped. The fact that they aren't really prepared for these kinds of incidents is a little ridiculous. With the heat index topping triple digits in D.C., some kids at Horace Mann Elementary are trying to learn their ABCs without A.C. Luke was coming home sweaty. Hugh Barrett's five-year-old son Luke came home complaining about the heat and the noise from fans that didn't do much. Finally, after more than a week, temporary window units were installed. There are so many gaps for just basic services like air conditioning not being functional in places like schools where kids need to learn, teachers need to teach. But the hot weather is spelling trouble for schools across the country. Already schools in nine states have been dismissed or released early this week. In Baltimore, no central air in some schools forced kids back to remote learning. Everybody should have air. I mean, you got air in your car, you got air at your job, why not in our schools? And in Philadelphia, where more than half of schools don't have adequate cooling, 86 of them will be released early for the rest of the week. It was a little, like, stuffy and uncomfortable. I was sweating. It's I was sweating. like... It's so humid. The cafeteria, it's like this huge cafeteria. There's no air at all. And this problem isn't going away. According to a recent study, about 14,000 public schools that didn't need cooling systems in the 1970s will need them by 2025 at a cost of almost $40 billion. Nora? Christina Ruffini. Wow, that's a big number. Thank you. For more on when the heat will break and a storm that's just become a hurricane on the Atlantic, we turn to Chris Warren of our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Nora. Relief from this unbearable heat is on the way. The Northeast will have another day back into the 90s tomorrow. More significant cooling for the Great Lakes by Friday. Even the Northeast will be back down into the 80s. Still warm, but not as hot as the past couple of days. And now this evening, new Hurricane Lee was a tropical storm. Now a hurricane expected to be a major hurricane by the end of the week. And then early next week, High pressure and a dip in the jet stream should keep it away from the East Coast. However, Nora, this is next week, and there is still a lot we need to watch. All right, Chris Warren, thank you. Moving on now to a frightening accident in Pennsylvania. A tow truck crashed head-on into a school bus this morning in Bear Creek. That's south of Scranton. 49 children were taken to the hospital. Most of their injuries were minor. Thank goodness. Well, police believe the tow truck driver suffered a medical episode, causing him to veer into the school bus. Both drivers and two students remain in the hospital. On Capitol Hill today, there were new questions about the longest-serving Republican leader in Senate history. Even one of Mitch McConnell's colleagues is now doubting the diagnosis of the Capitol physician. But as CBS's Nicole Killian reports, the 81-year-old says he plans to stay in office. 
Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell dismissed questions about his health this afternoon and vowed to stay on. I'm going to finish my term as leader and I'm going to finish my Senate term. The Kentucky Republican pointed back to a letter from Congress's attending physician, which found no evidence of seizure, stroke, or movement disorder such as Parkinson's disease, following two recent incidents in which he froze up. Kentucky's Rand Paul, an eye doctor, expressed support for McConnell, but skepticism about the Capitol physician's diagnosis. Well, I've practiced medicine for 25 years, and it doesn't look like dehydration to me. It looks like a focal neurologic event. McConnell met with his Republican colleagues privately to discuss his condition. Do you feel that he is being fully transparent about his health? He's a fine leader. Uh, if he has a hangnail, I don't need to know about it. Questions aren't only swirling around the 81-year-old McConnell. Today in Jakarta, Vice President Harris was asked about President Biden's age and whether she would be able to step into the role if necessary. Do you feel prepared for that possibility? Uh, and certainly as Vice President prepared you for, for that job. Yes. And how would you, you know, describe the, that, that process? Well, first of all, let's, I'm answering your hypothetical. Um, but Joe Biden's going to be fine. So that is not going to come to fruition. Every vice president understands that when they take the oath, that they must be very clear about the responsibility they may have to take over the job of being president. I am no different. President Biden is 80 and would be 86 at the end of a second term if reelected. As for McConnell, he did not take any questions during his meeting with Republican senators today, but he was more candid, calling himself a concussion survivor. He also said he lacks energy and is sleeping more. Nora? Hmm. Nicole Killian on Capitol Hill. Thank you. And we have breaking news out of Texas. A federal judge is ordering Governor Greg Abbott to move that floating barrier from the center of the Rio Grande to the riverbank by September 15th. The 1,000-foot barrier was designed to stop migrants from entering the U.S. The judge wrote that the buoys are, quote, a threat to human life. Texas plans to appeal. Turning now to the war in Ukraine, Russia unleashed one of its worst attacks on civilians in months today. A missile strike in eastern Ukraine, killing at least 17 people and wounding dozens. The attack unfolding as Secretary of State Antony Blinken returned to the war zone with a new aid package for America's besieged ally. CBS's MTS Tayeb reports from Kyiv. The moment a Russian missile slammed into a busy outdoor market bringing fire and death to the streets of Konstantinivka. The carnage in the eastern Donetsk region is one of the deadliest Russian assaults in months and came shortly after missiles targeting Kyiv were shot down by Ukrainian air defenses as Secretary of State Antony Blinken was traveling to the capital by train on an unannounced two-day trip. His first since the start of Ukraine's counteroffensive nearly three months ago. And Blinken arrived with the promise of a further billion dollars in military aid that includes controversial depleted uranium munitions. In the ongoing counteroffensive, progress has accelerated in the past few weeks. This new assistance will help sustain it and build further momentum. In recent days, Ukrainian forces have pushed further south in the Zaporizhia region, but progress is painfully slow thanks to Russian airstrikes and minefields. As President Zelensky also navigates political minefields. This week, he removed Defense Minister Oleksiy Reznikov for failing to tackle corruption and replaced him with Rustem Omarov, who has a reputation as an anti-corruption campaigner. 
who's now responsible for overseeing billions of dollars in military funds. Now, as the war grinds on and Ukraine continues to seek outside support, President Zelensky wants his Western backers to know he's willing to take a hard line on corruption while also continuing to fight off Russia and its deadly attacks. Nora. MTS Tayeb, thank you. Donald Trump says he would absolutely take the stand to defend himself if asked to testify in any of his upcoming trials. The former president even said today he's looking forward to it. We learn new details on what a trial may look like in the Georgia election interference case. It would be televised. Prosecutors say they'll call at least 150 witnesses and the proceedings will last four months. And in the Trump classified documents case, a key witness, a Mar-a-Lago IT worker, this is news, is agreeing to cooperate with prosecutors. He struck a deal with special counsel Jack Smith's office after he was threatened with perjury charges. All right, now to an alarming study on cancer and young people. We're talking about younger than 50 years old. Cases worldwide have shot up by nearly 80% in the past 30 years, and cancer is killing more young people than ever. CBS's Janet Shamlin looks at what's behind this. Queen Stewart is a lawyer and mom of two who learned she had breast cancer at 35, finding the lump herself too young for insurance-paid screenings. When you were diagnosed, what did you think? I just cried. Um, and I just worried so much about whether I would be here for my girls. Cancer is surging in people under 50, according to a new study involving more than 200 countries, increasing 79% over an almost 30-year period. The most cases and deaths coming from breast cancer, prostate and trachea or windpipe cancers had the fastest increases. Those numbers are remarkable. What are the ramifications for society of younger people getting cancer? I think it's important for younger individuals uh, who meet screening criteria to consider uh, and and pursue screening uh, at age-appropriate times. But why is it happening? Researchers say genetics is a factor, but the study cites poor diets, alcohol and tobacco use, physical inactivity, and obesity. What steps can people take to reduce their cancer risk? Look uh, at the, the importance of screening. There's breast cancer, colorectal cancer, cervix cancer. In the U.S., the recommended age to start colon cancer screening was recently lowered from 50 to 45, and breast cancer from 50 to 40. Stewart had a double mastectomy, chemotherapy, and radiation. She's in remission and says she has a new lease on life. It had me create a sense of urgency in my life to live now, to find joy. And researchers specifically mentioned dietary factors, consuming too much red meat, too much salt, as contributing to these cancer cases, stressing how much of a role what we eat plays in our overall general health. Yeah, it's so important to get that early screening. Janet Shamlin, thank you so much. An unwanted kiss leads to a criminal case, the latest on the growing scandal involving a Spanish soccer star next. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, 
New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The scandal involving the Spanish women's soccer team took another serious turn today. One of the players, Jenny Hermosa, filed a criminal complaint against the head of Spain's soccer federation, Luis Rubiales, for kissing her on the lips without her consent during the World Cup celebration. Rubiales has been suspended. Under Spanish law, he could face one to four years in prison if convicted of sexual assault. We've got a major recall to tell you about. ConAgra is recalling more than 245,000 pounds of its banquet brand frozen chicken strips. It says the chicken could contain pieces of plastic. The products were being recalled having best if used by dates of December 11th, 2024 or January 1st and 7th of 2025. A dramatic rescue at sea after multiple sharks attacked a catamaran. That's just ahead. In central Greece, at least two people are dead and several others are missing after record rainfall unleashed devastating floods. Since Monday, the storm has triggered landslides, destroyed a bridge, and swept away dozens of cars. Now to this story, three sailors are saved tonight after a harrowing encounter with multiple sharks off the coast of Australia. The sharks caused severe damage to their 30-foot boat. They were rescued by a cargo ship. The sailors, two from Russia and one from France, are okay. They were attempting around-the-world sail. America's young tennis stars making their mark at the U.S. Open. That story's next. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Finally tonight at the U.S. Open, youth is holding serve. 20-year-old Ben Shelton earned his first trip to the semifinals Tuesday night with a four-set win over Francis Tiafo. It marked the first quarterfinal match featuring two African-American men. 
American Coco Goff is another player whose game is as hot as the weather. Tomorrow, she makes her first bid for the finals in Flushing Meadows. At 19, Goff is just two wins away from her first major title. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.